Hello San Pedro Podcast, episode 10. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey guys, we hit episode 10. Woo! This is a big deal for me and it's kind of my first milestone because when I started this podcast, I really couldn't see past like the first couple episodes and now we're already in the double digits. I think you can officially binge listen to this podcast. That's about 10 hours worth of content. So thank you all you amazing listeners. Thank you so much. Amazing guests. Um, All of you who have been on the podcast, I can't thank you enough. You are the real reason that this podcast has done so well and you guys are amazing. Uh, Today's guest is no different. She's awesome. She's going to tell us a little bit about the local fruit trading scene here in Pedro, but uh, stick around to the end. Um, It is a longer episode, so I want to keep this intro short. Stick around to the end because we do talk about other topics, including local house flipping and gentrification and how we can make tourism work for us, the community. I really hope you guys um, enjoy and have a wonderful weekend. Hi everyone, today's co-host is Army Linderborg. She is a wife, mom, San Pedro homeowner, and a proud fruit picker. In this episode, we will talk about the homegrown fruit and veggie trend, reducing food waste, and the local fruit and veggie trading scene here in San Pedro. Army, thank you so much for co-hosting this episode with me. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I was really excited when you reached out to me because I had no idea that any of this was going on in Pedro. <laughs> so can you tell me what is, what's going on? <laughs> sure. Um, well, I bought my house here in 2015 and I bought it because it was cheap mm-hmm. and, well, I mean relatively, and because it had mature lemon, guava, and kumquat trees just already producing just tons and tons and tons of food. And I couldn't believe that I could buy a property in LA that was like an orchard. Yeah, and that must have been so exciting for you. It was so exciting, mm-hmm. and um, I. But then I was like, suddenly, I was like, oh, cool, free fruit. And then I was overwhelmed by how much. I mean, that first year with the lemon tree, I did so many things with lemons. I made lemon everything, <laughs> and I still just had so much. So I started. Um, I started posting on Nextdoor about it and made some friends that were down to trade. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of been doing it ever since. I've tried to I tried to get a LA twenty fifty grant to make uh, to make it like a big thing, but I was kind of out of my league there. Uh-huh. And uh, then Airbnb started doing experiences, mm-hmm. which um, is kind of like renting out your house. Instead, you rent yourself out like a tour guide. So. Ah. Very cool. You can do anything as long as you have some sort of insider access. So I pitched to them, you know, I have all these like friends and neighbors, everyone in San Pedro grows fruit Mm -hmm. and I'll take people around doing what I do, which is knock on doors and trade fruit with people. Mm -hmm. So sorry, that didn't come out super great, (laughs) but, um, so basically I, um, take people around town and we go pick fruit. Like we start at my house, we'll pick some lemons and guavas or whatever's growing, bring them to the neighbors, pick Mm -hmm. their pomegranates, persimmons, whatever's growing, Mm -hmm. bring them to another house. The third house gets, you know, everybody gets fruit. Everyone ends up with more than what they started with. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then we go back to my house and juice it or chop it up and Mm -hmm. make lemonade cocktails. Very cool. That sounds delicious. Um, Okay. When you reached out, like I was kind of already looking at that and I was telling my husband, my husband has a green thumb, I do not. Um, And it seems like no matter how hard I try, I can't keep my orchids alive. And they're supposed to be the simplest, (laughs) easiest. Orchids are hard. Really? Yeah. I don't know, I I was told like throw an ice cube in there every two weeks and you know, and I hear different things. Um, And the ones at my work, they have, we have orchids, you know, in the office, they just seem to be perfect like for an entire month and then all of a sudden on the last day they kind of wilt you know yeah and they get like swapped out for new ones they get revived i think with the with the grower um but i'm like they're supposed to be so low maintenance and i can't even keep those alive (laughs) 
Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Some I, people can grow stuff. Yeah. I, I don't really grow stuff very well. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a gatherer. Okay. A yeah. maximizer of resources. Oh, very nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to grow stuff to be in touch with the earth. We, uh, my husband and I got married last year and we Congratulations. found, thank you. Um, we found a really cute apartment um, in the coastal San Pedro area and I really didn't expect to find such a great apartment because it's like a two-story, two-bedroom, two-bath, you know, laundry inside the unit. And where do you find that, you know? And for the price, it was like so below what we what we were seeing in the market, you know? Um, and not only that, but like we scored with amazing landlords. The great thing about this property is it has a little outside patio. And I told them, I want to grow stuff. I want to grow. I was like, basically, I want you to grow stuff because he's the green thumb. <laughs> I was like, let's grow like, you know, herbs and tomatoes yeah. and let's start growing our own fruits and veggies, you know? And then also you mentioned like composting and reducing food waste, which is something I'm interested in too. Do you follow Trash for Tossers? No. Okay. That sounds fun. She's basically this girl on Instagram who committed to like zero waste and she has the waste all of her waste for the last two years in like a little mason jar yeah and she talks about composting but I don't get it I don't understand so I'm hoping you can enlighten us all sure yeah, yeah. I mean I'm all about like everyone doing what they're good at mm -hmm. and then we can all get it all done um, so you said that you came from Venice and I want to know what it was like for you first impression of San Pedro well, my first impression ever of San Pedro was when I first moved to LA in 2007 and I moved in with these reality TV producer or reality TV cameramen and they got me a job as a PA right away. So that's kind of how my career started here. Okay. And one of my very first production assistant jobs was on some show, some weird race show on Sci-Fi Network and my job was to and we were shooting in San Pedro in the harbor and they had like GPS units on all these um, people and they were like in some weird race around the harbor and they had like different obstacles That's and my job was to like go on a boat in the middle of the harbor and like blow an air horn exactly once for 10 seconds every five minutes or something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I was like and then once that was done, they were like, get that boat out of there on the walkies. And so the guy's like, hey, let's, let me show you around. So mm -hmm. then I got this like free boat tour of mm -hmm. San Pedro. And I was like, this place is awesome. When I grow up, I'll move here. And, and I, how, how long ago was that? That was like 11 years ago when I first okay. moved here. Very cool. When you grow up. <laughs> yeah, I was like 22. And um, I, I felt was, the same way. I just like, it just felt so magical. Like the port, so much was happening. And then like seeing San Pedro from the water is so beautiful. If you've ever done like the Harbor Cruise mm -hmm. or something, which is, mm -hmm. I so highly recommend. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that day I got this free boat tour of San Pedro with this like salty boat captain. And it was just so cool. And I had to go pick up lunch at the fish market for mm -hmm. the crew. And I was just like, I love this place. And then, um, but I always lived in Venice. I had a great rent control apartment there for like 10 years. I loved it. But I was watching it gentrify in front of my eyes and it was getting uglier and the, the gap between rich and poor was spreading yeah. and mm -hmm. it was getting more violent. And, you know, I wanted to buy a house. I didn't want to, I wanted, I knew everywhere in coastal California was going to go up mm -hmm. and I wanted to get in on that instead of watching it happen around me. Absolutely, yeah. So I started seriously looking in San Pedro. I probably should have bought in 2014. We could get a house here under 300, mm -hmm. but I bought a house fed. in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted like a bigger down payment, you right. know? Of course, of course. So I ended up saving until 2015 and then we bought a house on 14th and Pacific and I fell in love with this tiny, tiny house, but on a pretty big lot, and the whole front yard is um, fruit trees. There's a lemon tree, mm -hmm. and a guava tree, and a kumquat tree, and I've since planted passion fruit, and avocado, and peaches. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah, and so like- you're growing like an avocado tree then? Yeah. <gasps> so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, except this year there was the horrible heat wave. Oh yeah. In July, the 4th of July heat wave that killed everyone's avocado tree. Oh, There's a man. few avocados out there, I think, this year, but it was a tough year. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I bought this house here because I loved all this fruit, and then I could, I just so excited to, to share it and trade it, and I started noticing 
other people, all the houses here have mm -hmm. big giant orange trees and there's grapevines circling entire apartment complexes oh, yeah, yeah, and papaya true. trees that's are true. just like sprouting up like weeds everywhere mm -hmm. massive papayas just like hanging off of them that's mango trees and pomegranates persimmons which like I, I had no idea we had that variety girl, of I brought fruit. you stuff oh, here I'm let so me show excited. here this is between yeah. my house at 14th and Pacific and Nail Pro on 25th and Western, <laughs> where I went before I came here. And this is like me stopping along the way. Okay, here's a few kinds of guavas. Oh, very cool. These are pink guavas. These are red guavas. Try one of the red so ones. So my husband brings my husband brings those home. And I'm not even gonna lie, like I have never really had one of these. Try this one. This one's better. Okay, so this is a red guava. It's a red guava. Yeah. And what do I do? Just take a bite out of it. Just take a bite. Okay. Oh my god. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. My Thai friend grows these. I also brought you these chili peppers, which I won't make you take a bite of no, on air. No, please don't. But Apparently, my husband will love them. Yeah, I figured you'd like them. Um, this is amazing. I just took a bite, and look how beautiful that color is. So that's how you know they're ripe, these, when the like little nub at the bottom where it's mm -hmm. attached to the tree, when that's purple, mm -hmm. that's how you know it's ripe. Yeah, so, yeah the inside, beautiful? just so you guys know, that, like the outside looks kind of like a dark green, almost avocado-y, not as dark, but um, then you take a bite and it's this like really beautiful fuchsia yeah. inside. Pretty killer, right? Yeah, so you, these are from your neighbors? Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Apple? This is grown here? Mm -hmm. I love yeah, it. Yeah, off a tree on Kirchhoff. I'm gonna take a picture too so I can post so that our listeners can see it later. Yeah. Okay. We should set up like a, we'll set up a fruit basket shot here. Yeah, oh, I bought you a great. bag shaped like a pineapple to take oh all your gosh, fruit home. Thank in. you. You're welcome. There we go. I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> Very cool. Persimmon. Oh my goodness! So these are persimmons. Yeah. Have you had persimmons? Um, don't laugh at me, but I didn't know what a persimmon was. For no the one does, time. unless you have a tree in your yard. Yeah, unless you would like probably learn about it. But these are the cutest little fruits. They're delicious, and you can eat them raw, like in a salad. You can roast them. See, I couldn't. Um, I would. Oh my God! Is that a passion fruit? It's a dragon fruit. A dragon fruit. Yeah. My friend saved this on the vine. It got so ripe that it split. But here, let me let me cut you a piece of this. It oh is my gosh. the I'm most gonna take beautiful. Pictures, you guys. Here, the passion fruit, the money shot for the. Oh, if you guys like Instagram, you got to get into fruit picking because, like, look at that. Oh yeah, this is like, um, you know, hashtag. Nature's bounty. Yeah, I was gonna say hashtag nature's <laughs> bounty. I'm trying to think of um, the, all the other ones. Like, uh, just there's so many hashtags in the health food world. In like the, I don't want to say that trend because mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's something that needs to stick. It I just don't needs, need the peel. It just needs to be a lifestyle thing. But that's like. Oh my goodness, this is beautiful. Isn't it so beautiful? It really is. This stuff is free, growing all around us. You just oh, gotta, you know how you get all this fruit for free? How? Make friends with your neighbors. This is amazing. That's, it. That's if all you, you do. If you buy the, any of this at like Whole Foods, I mean. Oh, yeah. What are we talking? Like. Yeah, like, a two pound <laughs> dragon fruit like this. Look at these cute little apples. Oh my gosh, I'm not even done. Are you on tangerine? Oh my God. This is so cool. A tangerine. Hang on, I have like a ton of Oh, I'm gonna eat this right now. Yeah, get it. And so somebody's actually growing bananas as well? Oh, bananas grow everywhere. Everyone has seen the, you, you've seen it, maybe you haven't actually gotten a banana, but you know when you're driving north on Gaffey just before you get to Home Depot? Mm -hmm. Giant banana grove right there on the left. Wow. I call them the Home Depot bananas. That's so cool. Yeah, these are Thai bananas my friend grows. Mm -hmm. And, um, they're really good for babies. So here, these on this side still need to ripen. So keep right. them in the sun or near an apple. I can take these. Oh, yeah. Thank here, you. Give me one for my baby. Absolutely, take one. <laughs> and the other ripe one is for your baby. So yes, here, let's eat this one. You're a mom. How um how old are your kids? I have a two and a half year old and a four month old. Here okay. you go, girl. Get oh my it. God, thank you. And these um, Thai bananas are really good for your baby because it's easy for them to peel. So you can oh. just kind of start it, and then they can start peeling their own banana. He's really, um, he's 10 months old, my son, and he's just in that really great, <laughs> that really great slash annoying, <laughs> like, part of his stage <laughs> where he wants to take everything out of your hands and eat it. Yeah. Um, and so we give him, like, we'll, we'll give him, like, a piece of mango, like a slice of mango, a nice ripe one. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. Well, there are some huge mango trees 
in Pedro, too. Oh my gosh, this is delicious. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, listeners, I know that we've just been kind of rambling on about all this amazing fruit. I'm going to post pictures so that you can see, um, probably on Instagram, and it'll also go to the Facebook page. And I'll probably put it on my story as well. Um, you have to look at all these this amazing fruit. Um, <laughs> and not only that, but like just seeing all of it and getting your enthusiasm army, it's making me just want to eat fruit all day. And that's what I love. I told my husband that... I'm putting on crinkly plastic gloves to peel this pomegranate. Okay. That weird noises. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I forget that our listeners can't see what's happening here. <laughs> um, but you know what? I've never had an episode where we were so where we were so hands on. You know. Wow. Um, this one might be. I love pomegranates. I think this one's a little overripe, but I have plenty of pomegranates. I love pomegranates. Aren't they so pretty? Yeah, I would. You no, know, um, you can make date like one day lip gloss with pomegranate juice. You just smash it's it like a and mix it. Yeah, mix I it know. with like coconut mm-hmm. oil. Because as soon as you get it on your hands, it's really on your hands. It's on your hands. And but your clothes. Yeah. You know. And then actually, the right way to process a pomegranate is under water, like in a bucket of water. Okay. And that way, um, all the white stuff floats to the top and the seeds go to the bottom so then you don't get dirty because it's underwater you break it all up and then you just skim off all the white the pith in between and then all your washed beautiful pomegranate seeds are at the bottom actually this side is good that is great to know well and like tangerines here's a little fun tip so if you just pull a tangerine off the tree it Mm -hmm. rips the top off Mm -hmm. so you need to snip with tangerines but yeah we got lots of food growing this banana is delicious i'm still eating it so good right oh no i'm gonna get to the tangerine right now um this is so exciting and you just got me so in like excited to eat fruit i'm not gonna lie like it's been really hard to maintain like my work-life balance and maintaining like my my health at the Mm -hmm. same time i work at actually like a health company which is so funny (laughs) um it's like health and fitness so they provide like a a lot of of fruit but like unless you actually feel like you know unless you actually know that this is so important for you to consume it's really hard to get yourself to just in the habit of eating fruit all the time totally Mm -hmm. totally so what are the benefits of growing your own fruit well, I mean, you know where it came from. You don't have to spend any money on it. Mm-hmm. And you can, you're eliminating food waste, mm-hmm. you know? So I grow, on my property, there's three trees. Mm-hmm. But, and then I take that, I don't grow everything. I don't have to grow everything. Nobody does. I just take those, I put them in a bag. If I see a house with a beautiful apple tree or persimmon tree or whatever, I knock on the door, I say, hey, your persimmon tree is beautiful. Do you mind if I pick some? Here's some lemons from my tree. That's amazing. And I would say 95% of the time, people say yes. They're just like, yeah, go pick it. They usually don't even want anything in return because everyone here, what's cool about Pedro is like so many multi-generational households mm-hmm. that the people that planted these trees years and years ago, they're their family members are now taking care of them. Mm-hmm. So it's not like other places in LA where it's like, let's re-landscape, cut all that down. I know. It's like, no, that's Noni's grapevine. We cherish that, mm-hmm. we make sure it keeps growing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I love the community aspect of it too. It's so great. Okay, when did you really become passionate about growing produce? When I bought this house in San Pedro. Really? That's yeah. when? Wow, you were just like, wow, look at the trees, and then you just became super impassioned. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a producer, so like, well, not so much anymore. Now I have two kids, so I produce. Okay, pr- by producer, life. you mean like in the movie and film yeah, sense? Yeah. So, like, the main reality TV. So, what reality TV is taking real life and making it good enough to put on TV. So, uh, yeah. It's always been my outlook, mm-hmm. you know, is like, what do we have here that's good that we can make? great Mm -hmm. so I got a house with three fruit trees that's good Mm -hmm. but I got a house in the neighborhood with a zillion fruit trees Mm -hmm. that's great like everyone needs to know how great this is and we should all be sharing and it's so fun Mm -hmm. like to knock on someone's door and then you get to know like your neighbors and you learn all their tricks about how to um, how to grow stuff like Mm -hmm. apples like a good apple tree needs a freeze that's why most of the apples in America are grown in northern states. Mm-hmm. But there's a few in San Pedro that are like really good. 
And my friend who lives a couple blocks from me who grows so many things, her apple tree is killer. And she said that when the ice factory, they're gonna build condos there now, but on 19th, they, she used to go buy an ice block from there and put the ice block on the base it's, of her apple tree to give it the freeze oh, that it wanted. That's where they get the ice blocks. You said on 19th? Yeah, now Dear Horton's building like oh, condos. Okay. No, it's 20. I always wondered where uh -huh. people got ice blocks because I don't know if you know, but like growing up here. Avril Park, right? Yeah, everybody would go to Avril Park and go sliding down ice blocks. Am I saying it wrong? Um, Is it Avril? You know, <gasps> yeah. Oh I my God, so. I've been saying Avril. Yeah, I'm not going to shame you for it, but. Will you shame me because I say Cabrillo instead of Cabrillo? That, I, feel like, I feel like a lot of people say Cabrillo. It feels um, so wrong. I'll say Pedro, no problem. But Cabrillo seems wrong to I don't me. know what, what it is with our town, but <laughs> we pronounce everything <laughs> the way it was. You wouldn't in, in you wouldn't assume that it was intended to be pronounced. Um, and you heard the first episode, right? Yeah. About Pedro. Um, yeah. And kind of the history. So informative. Yeah. Wasn't it informative? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love Romy. Um, sorry, guys. I just sat on my mic. Um, so yeah, I th I don't know for sure if it's it's April or April. Well, I, I think it's I April. Mic flipped. Oh, there we go. That's what it is. Okay. So yeah. Um, regarding April Park. It is, I think it's pronounced April. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna shame you for it. And Cabrillo, I think, goes both ways. I've heard people pronounce it all different ways. Um, I just started calling it the Duck Park to yeah. alleviate any <laughs> possible offense I could cause. <laughs> no, it, I think the Duck Park, everybody would know what you're talking about. Actually, if you go though to down Vermont, there's that really great park. I forgot what it's called, but it's like the Harbor Park. Yeah, the Ken Malloy mm -hmm. by Kaiser. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. There's a lot of ducks there and yes. geese. My kid loved the it. The bioswale. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, that's amazing. I, I can like totally feel you're passionate about this. Oh my gosh, these are so tart and delicious. I'm eating a tangerine, guys, that she brought me and they're really delicious and tart. Um, okay, so you're were you always a natural green thumb? Or no, I can't grow stuff that well. It's I've just... had like herb gardens that okay. have done okay. Uh -huh. I really am not good at growing things. I have lots of friends that are, and like I try to take care of the trees on my property, and they do pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning, but mostly I'm a gatherer. Yeah. Um, you know, I just like really feel passionately that we have all these amazing resources, mm -hmm. and it's our duty to 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 maximize them and not let it go to waste. It yeah. breaks my heart to see like a pile of dead guavas with bugs on them on oh, the ground. Yeah. Or like you know, mm -hmm. really like beautiful fruit that mm -hmm. people could be eating that's like nutritious and mm -hmm. I don't want it to fall on the ground. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. That's, that's um, that would be a shame to see all of our homegrown fruit on the ground going to waste. Yeah, when um, I was like, okay, I used to travel for work lots before I had kids and I was in Las Vegas for a few months working on a show called Counting Cars mm -hmm. on the History Channel. Very Shout cool. out if anybody likes it. Anyways, um, that was a fun location because everyone came to visit me. My sister was on a Vegas vacation at the Palms and I met her there and we went to a psychic and we had like the most accurate psychic readings at the first floor of the Palms. If anyone's going to Vegas soon, go get one. <laughs> anyway, she told us all this stuff was gonna become, that totally became true for like my sister and our friend, like buying houses, having babies, all kinds of stuff that came true like immediately. Wow. And she told me my destiny was to talk to everyone in the world. That is hilarious. Isn't that awesome? And so I've been trying to live up to it. And I think that like knocking on people's doors because they have cool fruit growing mm -hmm. on trees is a pretty fun way to start that. Yeah. Fulfilling that destiny. That's hilarious. I think that's not only a great reason to knock on neighbors' doors, but um, but it's a great way to start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then look at what it gets you. Yeah. And you, I like what I'm, what I'm envious of is you actually know your neighbors. Yeah. You know, I think growing up in my neighborhood, you know, in my parents' neighborhood, I knew all the kids in there, but then we all grew up and people moved out mm -hmm. and now I really don't know. I don't really know anybody, you know, there's like maybe one or two families that have stayed the same, but we don't really talk to them, you know? Yeah. Just when there's like an event in the community and we're like, oh, did you see what happened? Or, you know, well, that kind of thing. Food connects people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it connects, you know, restaurants and holiday meals, like all of our big weddings, everything that's big and fun mm -hmm. has a lot of food 
you know, that's kind of the key point of it. And it's the same with your neighborhood, is like yeah. what you're growing. I heard somewhere um, during World War II, you know, everyone was encouraged to plant these victory gardens, mm -hmm. and that that was where 40% of our produce came from. Really? And now, it's not that way, mm -hmm. but it could be. Like how much, okay, look at this spread. Here, I didn't even show you, look at all the like lemons and limes and more tangerines. Wow, that's so much. Like, wouldn't you say this is at mm -hmm. least 50 or $60 worth of produce? Yeah, mm -hmm. depending on where you go to, it store, could be more. Which I love, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, and this is all, I mean, it's totally organic, all natural, no pesticides. You know how I know that? Because I know the people that grew it. Mm -hmm. Not because it has a sticker on it that says organic, which who knows who put that exactly, sticker on it. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know what, let's, let's take a break here for our sponsor because when we come back, I really want to get into the pros and cons of, you know, buying store-bought versus organic or, or homegrown, I should say, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then I want to talk about composting and reducing food waste. I can't wait to get into all of it. So, let's take a quick break here for our sponsor and then we'll get back to it. Okay, so everyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge coffee girl. I need my coffee, and there's nothing I love more than being at my favorite coffee shop and catching up on social media, which is why I'm very proud to introduce to you the podcast's first sponsor, Sirens Java and Tea. The shop is located on 7th Street in downtown San Pedro and has become my favorite home away from home. So be sure to stop by and definitely check them out on their new Instagram at Sirens Java Tea House. All right, so we're back from the break. Um, just so you know, I'm eating amazing dragon fruit. Not only is it beautiful looking, but it's delicious. Not too sweet. Like, that's the thing, too, is, like, it's not overwhelmingly sweet. It's, like, very subtle. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love it. Okay, so what are the pros and cons of purchasing your produce in the store? I mean... I still pr purchase stuff in the store. The pros of like purchasing it in the store are that you can get stuff out of season, you know? Mm -hmm. Pretty much always have avocados yeah. at the store, whereas here mm -hmm. they're really, you know, I don't know, like December through February. Yeah, very seasonal. So that's like... Which is natural. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you can just buy like one of mm -hmm. something at the store whereas like if you're gonna if you're out picking you kind of I mean I can't ever help myself sometimes you end up picking too much and then you've got to figure out what to do with like you're like we're having a party just so we can serve everyone guacamole <laughs> yeah exactly uh -huh. um, but I mean we got to go to the store I wish that it was easier for people to sell their own produce at the store you know, there's a couple, I, I haven't tried very hard. I have like successfully sold my lemons to a couple of the corner stores in town, but I haven't cool. really tried hard yet mm -hmm. to do that. And um, there's like regulations, you know, like if you want to sell your own produce, I think you're supposed to get certified by the county as a grower where mm -hmm. they come out and test your soil and there's like a fee involved with that. Mm -hmm. I've feel like it should be easier like my dream would be just a neighborhood fruit stand where everyone can just drop off their stuff and sell it and make a couple extra bucks I love it I mean it sounds like it could be doable you know like if um maybe there was one home who uh, who had like a bunch of crates out in front and mm -hmm. had like a setup where people could bring their fruits one person could just sell it or I don't know I don't know how that would work but yeah, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Give me a couple of years. What I have about two the, babies? What are, I know, I know. Uh, what about the farmers markets? Have you ever? Um, yeah, I mean, farmers markets are great. There's the one downtown, mm -hmm. which I love, and all those are pretty local too. And then you want to get hyper local. I gotta give a shout out to Green Girl Farms. Laura Huey is mm -hmm. like my hero, and mm -hmm. she has. She used to do the garden church. She's got planners in front of Crafted, mm -hmm. and then. Um, she teamed up with another one of my heroes, this woman, Claudia, on 14th and Mesa. There's a fully functioning farm there. Mm -hmm. And they have a farmer's market every Wednesday. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and so I always go, I bring my kids, and we volunteer on the farm. We pick the produce, wash it, get it set up on the stand, mm -hmm. sell it. And that place is just like a true gem. And she mm -hmm. has volunteer days every week um, if anyone wants to go. Oh, and you want to talk about compost. 
she's always accepting stuff. That's and awesome. And they have an amazing compost program there. So if you don't oh, want to, very good. Like I don't really want to do compost at my house. It's yeah. a lot of work. It's dirty. I'm sure people, you know, there's like bugs and worms. I mean, not right. everyone's into dirt. Right. I totally understand. And, yeah. And garbage. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It's like food waste. Like, yeah. Not everyone's into it, but. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be. You don't have to be into everything to help mm -hmm. the world. Just like get a bin, throw all your peels and every anything that's like, mm -hmm. you know, organic matter in a bag. And on Wednesdays, you can bring it to the farm and they'll compost it into amazing soil and then grow new food with it. That is amazing. I really love that fact because I'm, I'm in the kitchen. I remember... <laughs> It's so funny. I get on these kicks where I'm like, we really got to do more to like not waste as much. Let's start switching away from plastic. Let's start doing. Yeah, it's so funny. All the things that you really become conscious of. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I became a mom. Yeah, it's like it all of a sudden I <laughs> want to become a better person. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to start teaching my kid to be, you know, I feel like our kids are the future and we can obviously yeah. see all the plastic in our ocean. We can see yeah. all the pollution. Um, we can see, gosh, the heaps of trash in our, in our landfill it is it's just too much and we need to start taking care of this place so I know I've known for a long time that I've been wanting to make these changes but I had no resources within my community mm -hmm. you know um, at least not to my knowledge and so when I became a mom I'm just like love we need to start doing all this stuff we need to start composting we need to start putting all this stuff aside it is hilarious he's probably like you're going nuts um but it's good to know that there's a local place where we can do this yeah and do you have works do you know of like workshops that are available where people can be taught how to do this yeah yeah that um I mean not any that I can name drop right now but there's a bunch like and you can like search Instagram for this stuff there's a few yeah. like LA compost programs where I think they'll actually come and pick up your compost oh, amazing. for you also the green can that we all have I don't know if, well if you live in an apartment I don't know if you have it but like yeah the I green don't. can for your yard trimmings mm -hmm. anything can go in there as long as it's not like cooked but like the peel of a banana and like the tops of like your carrots or whatever you know food waste that you have Mm -hmm. It's just like grass trimmings, and then, then the city comes and picks it up, and they make their own mulch out of it. Oh, wow. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. So even if you're throwing stuff in your green can, the right stuff, mm -hmm. not plastic and horrible things, but, um, you know, then you're helping. Yeah. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be a farmer on your own property as yeah. long as, you, you know, you're doing a little bit and making sure that the people who want to do the one thing... Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I love. Like, my one thing is I want to pick the extra fruit in San Pedro. Yeah. That's my one thing. Yeah. I'm committed to it. So people can hit you up on Instagram and be like, hey, I have these fruits growing in my yard. I'm not going to do anything with them. Come pick them. Yeah. People do that to me all the time. I got a calls <laughs> about limes and tangerines mm -hmm. just in the last couple days. So I have all these limes and tangerines right oh, now. Oh, that's awesome. I got... Um, a hot tip about a mulberry tree in oh, South Shores wow. that actually turned out so funny because I heard about this mulberry tree and I went and I knocked on the woman's door and sure enough this mulberry tree is like huge wow. and had like and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe it mulberries everywhere which are delicious okay and I I've rang the doorbell I knocked on that they're kind of like a blackberry but even sweeter and bigger wow. like like three inches long wow and um and then, like, she didn't answer, so I just kind of checked out the tree and I left. Because I never take fruit unless I have permission. Right. Um, but, um, so I just left. I figured I'd come back later. And then a friend of mine sent me a link from this website, Neighbors, which I guess people who have the Ring doorbell, you can upload the video to this site, Neighbors, uh -huh. if there's, like, suspicious activity or whatever. Oh, okay, So someone yeah. uploaded it, and they're like, who is this person? She rang my doorbell and then looked around my yard and left. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my God. Uh, and we're, so we're, I messaged, I, like, joined the app and everything, just, like, and message her. I'd be like, hi, my name's Army. I was inquiring about your mulberry tree. It was so funny. That is hilarious. And what was yeah. her reaction? She, like, eventually, I just, like, went back, and I kept ringing her doorbell, because you, know, you can talk to the people on yeah. Ring. And then we laughed about it. That and is she so was like, funny. take as many mulberries as you want. That is so funny. Yeah. I think I need to get that app because my totally. apartment currently doesn't have a doorbell. Um, and, you know, <laughs> so when we order delivery, it's just like bang, 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 like on the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. 
Okay, that's good to know. So if we anybody in San Pedro has fruit that they're not picking or don't have any plans for, um, Army will gladly come pick them all for you. <laughs> yeah, it's Army Linderborg on Instagram. Yeah, that's my name. We'll definitely share all your things, and I'll include everything in the show notes, like all the links where people can find you. Um, cool. So what's in season right now? Okay, so right now it's kind of the end of November, so we're seeing the tail end of pomegranates and persimmons, mm -hmm. which pick them now, um, I would pick them now, process them, like the pomegranates, get all the stuff out, and then seal them in a plastic bag and or in a Tupperware, whatever you can keep in your fridge for a long time, they'll okay. keep. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Tangerines are starting to come up along okay. with all the citrus. Like January, December, January, February is like crazy citrus season. Very in Pedro, cool. you'll see tangerines, lemons, limes, oranges, um, grapefruit. There's some beautiful ruby red grapefruits nice. growing out there. Mm -hmm. And Meyer lemons, which I brought you some of those too. These oh, are starting to cool. come in. The Meyer lemons are like really sweet mm -hmm. and delicious. My baby loves lemons. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> my, Encourage Yeah, that. my dad and my husband, like, they shovel lemon in him all the time. You could just <laughs> see his face, like, you know, he just, like, makes the most sour face of, of all, and you just think he doesn't like it, but then he wants more. Yeah. So you know he likes it. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Oh, avocados are coming, too. Avocados okay. are a winter thing. Cool. Very so good they'll be. Um, oh, I want to uh, – there's a – Facebook group mm -hmm. called Gardening in San Pedro. Very cool. And that is a wonderful resource. So many smart, really good gardeners on there. I hit them up like if I have questions. Like there was this horrible heat wave in July yeah. that devastated a lot of avocado trees. Yeah. Um, so it's like you go on there for help or whatever. But also people post on there when they have like a zillion lemons or a zillion avocados. Yeah. It's a great place to share and mm -hmm. trade. Okay. Yeah, especially like if you're going to have a party and it's like, you know when you have a party you need to have like a giant vat of guacamole, but that could be like a $40 bowl of guacamole. Yeah, absolutely. But if you just go and pick some, then suddenly, the thing is that when you pick avocados, you got to wait. Uh -huh. You have to pick them like a week before. Okay, and then you, like by a week it should be good. Yeah, yeah, you okay. can kind of speed up the process. There's lots of different tricks, mm -hmm. but that's the other thing. Okay, here's the, you asked about store-bought versus picking your own right store-bought you don't have to know anything or learn anything yeah. you pick your own you kind of slowly figure it out like pomegranates like yeah. you have to like pick them carefully otherwise they splat on the ground and it makes a huge mess yeah and um, tangerines you have to use the snippers because if you try to pull them off you'll uh -huh. rip the skin whereas oranges you don't have to do that oranges you can just pull them off mm hmm Avocados are never going to be ripe on the tree. You're always going to have to wait and then ripen them either in the sun or in a paper bag or next to an apple. Mm -hmm. um, bananas. I still haven't figured out bananas. Anybody knows what the secret is? <laughs> <laughs> to pick bananas? <laughs> to pick them, to make them grow. Who yeah. knows anything? Please okay. hit me up and tell me. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, dragon fruits and papayas. you got to twist them See, off. See, that's amazing. That's yeah. wonderful. And this is all stuff that I've learned just in the last couple of years that I've lived here. I've been like picking fruit hardcore yeah so you just came to San Pedro you saw that you had amazing fruit trees and then you just went nuts you just yeah. went all in <laughs> yeah and then the Airbnb thing has been really fun so people okay so you're Airbnb in your home right now no 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 it's an it's an experience oh yeah that's right and yeah. everyone in San Pedro should have an Airbnb experience I think because this is how like we're gonna make tourism work for us okay you know? yeah like if you've got kayaks you can take people on kayak tours in the harbor so Airbnb experience they let you they let you basically rent out your own like experience for, yes. for tourists to come yeah. who are not from here. So mine Very costs cool. $25 and um, $35 for the cocktail version. People mm. come over to mm -hmm. my house. We um, go pick some fruit. We trade it with the people. Like I go ahead of time and I scout it all out so everybody knows we're coming. So yeah. we'll go, you know, to the uh, my favorite pomegranate tree, pick a bunch of pomegranates, I'll bring them peaches or whatever I've got, mm -hmm. you know, from the couple days that I've been picking beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go somewhere else and trade some pomegranates for um, persimmons or whatever mm -hmm. and come back to my house. And then we, I do like a family one where we'll make lemonade and we'll flavor the lemonade with the different uh -huh. uh, fruits. And then I have a cocktail version too, which was like that is super so fun. Cool. Yeah, the cocktail one's really fun, especially when it's cold. I, I like to, to make like tangerine hot one. toddies. And then I got herbs growing in my yard. So we'll be like, we'll make like a sage infused honey for a tangerine hot toddy. Oh my goodness. It sounds mm -hmm. so delicious. Or like palomas, which is kind of like a margarita made with uh, grapefruit. Yeah 
fruits. Like whatever's in season, we'll just Yum. do like a crazy cocktail with it. And mm -hmm. it's super fun. And I've had people come visit me from Saudi Arabia and China, wow. Germany. This is so Other exciting. parts of LA, yeah. people who've never even been to San Pedro. That is so cool. And I then love... I always make it a total San Pedro fest too, and I take them to like the giant chair on anchovy or like, you know, show oh, them yeah. something city or do whatever I feel like they're gonna think is really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. I really like this um, this take on tourism. It is Thank like, you. you know what? We're taking tourism and we're handling it ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really like that. Um, and you know we're, we're going to get into all this you know with all the changes that are going on we're going to have a lot more tourists so i love that the community can kind of get their share and they can really show people what san pedro is really like you know yes. from the community yes. themselves not necessarily from the big developers or the restaurants or mm -hmm. like you know the things that come from outside of pedro right yeah totally very cool there's a couple other airbnb experiences i know the um the girls that have the tango studio mm -hmm. downtown do one and um, another guy I haven't met any or talked to these people I really should reach out to my fellow hosts mm -hmm. but um, there's a guy that does a hike around like Sunken City in the Korean Bell area oh that's so cool yeah and I just think like everyone should be doing this if you've got like a boat yeah you should be taking people out on your boat and putting that extra money in your pocket yeah. spending it in your neighborhood yeah. and showing people what we got here if I, you've got I love that you know and I don't have anything all I have I don't I really I don't have anything I have like just I just go out and I and I make friends with people mm -hmm. and I trade and I make sure everybody gets something mm -hmm. in the end you really can you don't need anything mm -hmm. yeah no I'm already thinking of like really cool ideas um, not necessarily for me but for other people I'm like yeah. oh my gosh they should be doing this they should be doing that yeah and absolutely. if anyone yeah if anyone wants to do one please hit me up because I'm already in with them, you know, and I can help. Yeah, I can help refer them to and the like right walk people. Them through kind yeah, of like and the process. how to pitch, do the pitch, and everything. Very yes. cool. Um, you know, one time, um, this is this is oh my gosh, this was years ago, but um, I was dating an Italian guy, and he actually took me to a, a friend of his. Um, actually, he just met them because they were Italian as well, but they lived here in San Pedro. I went into this wonderful family's home. And um, they showed us their garden in the back. The the husband was growing amazing and huge zucchinis. Mm -hmm. Like he was like basically competing to grow the lo the the longest zucchini <laughs> or the largest zucchini. It was so tall. It wasn't as tall as me, but I remember it being like I mean three no like four or five feet almost. You know, yeah. just under my height almost. It was insane. And then we had an amazing meal cooked like with the zucchini. Yeah, that's, that's like that's and an they're experience. Italian, right? Mm -hmm. That's another reason. I mean, that's part of why I wanted to live in Pedro because it's so diverse. Yeah, and so many immigrants who like didn't just come here and lose their knowledge. They like came here and made San Pedro better with that knowledge. Exactly. You know, so that's why we have like incredible Italian gardeners. The Croatians. I heard this from my Colombian friend, so I don't know uh -huh. if it's true, but she says that a Croatian house is not a home until there's a fig tree planted. Oh, very cool. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then like, you know, all the Latino, like everybody like grows mm -hmm. like, oh, the, oh my gosh, the prickly pear fruit. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, dude, and like all that stuff is growing here because everyone mm -hmm. brought it from their countries yeah. with this great climate and uh -huh. it all grows. Very cool, that's amazing. That's so amazing and it's like enriches our community. Totally. Absolutely. Um, we, I mean, we kind of covered everything. The one thing I wanted to know a, a lot more of, but I think, I think maybe we'll have to just get that composting friend of yours yeah. is like what the process was. Like, how do we prepare it to make sure that we have, that we're giving them the right thing? Oh, well, it's just, you don't want to have any oil or fats okay. or anything like, um, that's good to know. I'm pretty sure. So like if like you buy some grapes at the store mm -hmm. and they go bad before you can eat them all you can pull the whole the grapes can go but not the bag got it of course you know yeah. and then like if you peel a carrot the peels can go but if you like saute if you roast the carrots in the oven with like salt and olive oil and uh -huh. you don't eat them all don't put those in the okay why is why is it that we can't have cooked food i think it's the oil okay. i think you're not supposed to have the oil in okay the compost. got it but this is not my area of expertise. I okay. can get you to an expert. Yeah, I'm going to have to get referrals. Yeah. Yes, I will get you to some mm -hmm. composting experts. Uh, again, 
Mm -hmm. I just, I'm more of a gatherer. Okay, yeah, you said that. And um, I think that's amazing. And you created your own experience around it, yeah. which is awesome. Okay, so uh, now I want to ask you, and this is what I ask all my, um, all my guests, what are some of the concerns that you have in the San Pedro community? Sometimes I, I get a little worried that we'll never really reach our full potential because I think that sometimes there's like people who don't want any change at all. Yeah, I understand. Like who was it? Um, it was Julie Bender was saying mm -hmm. how everyone was, or how people were like, oh, they shouldn't tear down the stuff at the fish market. You know, that should all be there forever. And she's like, well, did you ever go there? Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's like that kind of mentality, like it's broken, but don't you dare fix it. Yeah. I think <laughs> could get in our way. Yeah. But also like the young people like you and like, you know, mm -hmm. who, like, I don't know, I just have so much faith in the millennials. People talk a lot of shit about us, but I feel like we are doers and we identify problems quickly and then we solve them and then we move on. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think when we are shut down, it's really hurtful. Yeah. Because we're so used to like, yeah. it doesn't have to be this way, let's, ha let's come up with a solution and it's really hurtful, I think, yeah. when people don't want a solution. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, um, I think millennials will have I think they'll have their, their day, you know, yeah. they will have their day. It's and today. It, it's, I think it is today. <laughs> I think it is today. Um, it's so funny that you're saying all this because I completely relate to you. I feel the same way. I think another thing with the millennials is we don't like to take no for an answer. <laughs> yeah. Without and, a damn good like, reason why. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, I understand that, you know, no, because I said so worked in the past, but it's not working with us anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yes. it's not working with us. And that could be good or bad. You know, I understand that there are millennials who really do feel entitled and, you mm -hmm. know, like they're, you know, a lot of ego and whatever. But there's a lot of millennials who just... Not only that, but we have all the information, and not not saying we have all of it, but we have so much access to to all the information yeah. that a lot of us are really informed. Yes. So when we want to make a difference, <laughs> we don't understand why because we're informed, and there's no reason why we can't. You know? Yes. Oh, yes. You're absolutely right. I know. Absolutely. No one understands that we're actually very well read. We just read it on the internet. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like and because, Word magazines are like and because to people. we have the internet and because that's really where we get a lot of our information. And not only that, but we had like the internet at a time like I had the internet in college, you mm -hmm. know. So when we had to do our papers, we knew that certain sites weren't credible and yes. you had to get credible information. So that's the thing is like I think a lot of um, older generations don't see. They're like, you can't read anything on the internet. It's like, no, we know that because we tried to do it in our class and they did know yeah. that's not credible you know they made us research and get credible information yeah. and that's what we I think that's what we do and we don't just post everything we see I know I know some people do but I don't think it's the millennials who are as guilty of it as other generations totally yeah yes. it's like on Facebook I see like these threads getting shared and I'm like oh I'm looking at it I was like oh my gosh you know Thea, like my aunt, like, why are you posting that? Like, that is not real. And they're getting so riled up about it. I'm like, you can see it's obviously not a credible site. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is so funny. I'm really glad you brought all that up because I, I completely agree and I relate to you. <laughs> 100%. Okay. So what are some things that excite you about the changes happening in San Pedro? Oh, man. Well, um... My property value has gone up as predicted, yeah, which is great. And I just see like new cool stuff coming into town at various socioeconomic levels, which I also think is great. Like the Beacon House thrift store I just drove by is yeah. open now. That's so cool. I haven't, haven't been, been I haven't but been I'm yet. so I like a good thrift store is like key to a good community, you know, because <laughs> that's how I mean, you know, mm -hmm. like you you can't always buy everything new you can't especially when you're young and like you're getting your first place like I don't think I bought a new thing ever till like <laughs> I was 30 maybe you know absolutely in fact I think I started buying 
reused. I started buying used things way more, obviously, as an adult, because now I'm, like, paying for all of it yeah, myself. Totally. I'm earning my own money, and I'm paying for things myself. I'm like, I'm not buying a new that. I'm going to go on, like, OfferUp and find a, a table much less yeah. in good condition, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, like, all the, the stores, yeah, so we've got, like, a cool new thrift store, and then we've got, like, House, which is awesome, too. Oh, and I love the, House. You know, it's just, like, yeah. it's nice, and it's curated. And I like, love House so much. Um, I'm super thrilled about mm -hmm. everything that is going on at, like, 23rd and Alma mm -hmm. with the Chori Man and... Um, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, heard, and, I uh, heard With Love with, isn't... With it, Love is great. With yeah. the bakery? Yeah, but I heard they're they're done now. What? Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Alyssa's gone? I heard... Yeah, I, I saw a post, like, that, that it was the last month or something like oh, that. Oh, I better go and get some stuff then. Yeah. And her food... You know, she was a prodigy. She was, like, the Misty Copeland of cheesecake. No way. Yeah. She was winning awards at 15 national Th cheesecake That's the thing stuff. is, like, we need to know. This is the stuff we need to know. If I had had my podcast podcast before I knew that I would obviously go attack her and say let's hear your story we need to hear her story man that's terrible I better you know I maybe we need to check up on that fact but I remember seeing it and I remember thinking like oh what a shame I barely went there like once you know yeah. oh so but she's um like another thing that you could do if you have extra fruit my friend Sanam has a zillion trees in her house oh, cool. and she would bring lemons to uh Alyssa oh that's with amazing love, you know so mm -hmm. you can like I love the Chorty Man, too. Oh. Um, he has his burritos here. Yeah, I know. I was really happy to see that you can get his burritos around town now. I, like, the first time I tried his burritos were here at Sirens because I was here. I was so hungry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, just give me a burrito. And it was delicious. Yeah, they're delicious. And when when I find something delicious, I kind of just stick to it. Um, but last time, they didn't have the maple sausage burrito, which is my favorite. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fine. I'll try soy riso. It was so good. Was it? It was delicious. Yeah, so I was like, it was not a trade-off at all. It was like, oh my gosh, one delicious burrito for another. That's good. That's good to know. <laughs> I, I am gonna have him on the show at some point. I've been in yeah, touch with his awesome. um with the manager, uh, Mandy, mm -hmm. and they're just wonderful people. I can't wait to have him on. Yeah, I just feel like our community is so awesome, uh -huh. and people are so welcoming. You know, like if I see someone, like clearly I do it for fruit trees, but also if someone's like building a nice deck, I will knock on that door and I'll talk to the contractor, I'll talk to the guys working, <laughs> I'll figure out, you know, because uh -huh. like that's all stuff eventually I want to do in my house. Like all the money I make from the Airbnb thing, I save it all year long and then I do a house project with it. That's with however amazing. much I make, yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, and I've met like really cool um people who are like fixing up houses and stuff here mm -hmm. like house flippers i don't know that's like a whole other subject you some and i both a, heard some the, do a really good job podcast so. yeah exactly mm -hmm. some, sometimes i mean it's really it's i used to just hate anyone who would flip a house because i was trying to buy one and you know they come in with their cash and they buy it like that anything yeah. that's cheap but now i've lived here and when i see a house like being redone i talk to people and there's some really cool people doing cool stuff and doing yeah beautiful work and yeah. hiring excellent craftsmen in our community to do it that's great and i feel like that's a that's a whole industry unique to pedro right now is yeah. like these houses being being flipped yeah and we should people should be trying to cash in on that too i i really like that um what you said about hiring craftsmen from the community to kind of redo the houses because i feel like you know, I hear the stories and you, okay, so the podcast that uh, Army and I both listen to, listeners, um, is There Goes the Neighborhood, mm -hmm. and they do, they basically talk about gentrification in um, Los Angeles. The first scene was in New York, but they talk about house flipping, and they talk about people, just regular families, yeah. not able to buy a home because house flippers will come in with all their cash and overbid, you know, mm -hmm. and it makes it impossible for the normal family to buy a home and buy property. And when you hear that, you just get so angry and you are like, no, no more house flippers. But I also came from like a, a real estate investing, not background, but I, that was one of my first interests. Um, out of college was real estate investing. I wanted to learn more. I really wanted to learn how to be financially independent. Um, so there's a part of me that always wanted to have real estate and to be like a good landlord and to have homes that are affordable to mm -hmm. the community um, while also putting more money in my pocket for my family, you know? Yeah. 
So um, I love the idea of house flipping, but but not excluding the community, having people from the community to make it a better Pedro home, not yeah. just like a better LA home, a yeah. better Pedro home. And if you're graduating high school right now and like trying to figure out what to do for work, let me tell you that Los Angeles really needs craftsmen. We have like such a shortage and that's like... And when you say craftsmen, what, what kinds plumbers, of Plumbers, windows, floors, trades, all that yeah. stuff. All those trades are in such high demand mm -hmm. because it used to be like, you know, if your dad was a plumber, you mm -hmm. were a plumber and that knowledge got passed down. And that doesn't... Now it's like your dad's a plumber and you go to college. Right. And you become a doctor or, yeah. you know, a pilot or whatever you want to be because yeah. it's America, you know? Yeah. And but what's happened is like we just don't have that many skilled laborers anymore. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I read what you wrote in the? Yeah, in, go in my for it. I, do, I must have done a good job. You did because I really liked it, and we kind of <laughs> talked about it a little bit before we started recording. But I want to talk about it for our listeners because I think it's a big topic that's hitting Pedro right now. Um, so. Uh, when Army filled out, I send everybody a form, uh, like a pre-interview form, um, pre-episode form, and I kind of ask some basic questions. Um, and when I asked Army, what excites you most about the changes happening in San Pedro, this is what she wrote, and I really liked what she had to say. Um, she said, I believe we can gentrify in a way that brings everyone up, instead of kicking out poor people to make way for rich people. I lived in Venice for 10 years before I moved here, and I saw firsthand how it can go wrong. Making a good thing better has always been something I excel at, and I intend to be on the front lines, leading by example to bring an inclusive prosperity to Pedro. Oh, I did do good. You did a great <laughs> job. I absolutely love that I answer. I really feel that way. I really yeah. do. I love this community. Yeah. I love the diversity of it. Mm -hmm. We have such a, like, SpaceX is here and yeah. all to see. Yeah. Like, even just like looking at the port, I've, I always knew I wanted to raise kids here because you can just go outside and see people at the top of their game all over the place. <laughs> Yeah. Like the very best of like what you how you can do someone someone's doing it uh -huh. right there and right there and right there yeah that's and amazing that is so cool mm -hmm. and I, you can buy a tamale in your front yard oh my gosh every totally. single morning yeah I love the tamale guy he comes through our neighborhood all you the time you gotta get him on the show you know what I would love to I would love to that oh would be gosh. amazing He's, he has an Instagram one of the one of the things like uh, my friend Missy said that she missed and she didn't say it in the episode but she said she missed the tamale guy oh yeah <laughs> there's so many I, don't, I know because I, I, I I really do hope you get them on the show because in my mind there's like one abuela making tamales day and night and, and she's then sending all her little her grandkids yes, are, yes. yes. <laughs> and they're all out there shilling for it yeah daybreak to, to sunset you know what I love um, that I just want to like the highlights of this episode if I can if I can kind of summarize that I like and the points that I want to share with the listeners um, you are, first of all, you're a homeowner, and I want to say congratulations, because owning a home is so, is getting so much harder, yeah. you know, and um, we've seen, you came from Venice, which is a highly gentrified area, and um, you sh sharing your experience a little bit before the episode, I know that you really were the renter who had a rent-controlled apartment, and you were kicked out, um, you basically had to take the buyout because a new developer wanted to come in and build it up, right? I, the woman that gave it to me said, you know, I, I don't want this apartment to get jacked up by the landlord. Uh-huh. So I want to hand it off to someone. So then I felt like I should do the same when I moved out of it. Yeah. And then when I got that buyout, I got the payout. I got it for the woman that gave it to me initially, and I got it for the woman that I was renting it to. Good, good. I'm so. glad. I'm glad. <laughs> you know, I think um, I think Venice is kind of like, uh, when we look at it, we can kind of see the potential of what could happen here. And I think that's a little bit scary for our community because we don't necessarily want um, the rents to go up so high where the people of the community can't afford to live here anymore. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> it's a real thing that's happening. Um, I don't know if you heard Mike Reel's episode. I started listening. I haven't finished it. Yeah, yeah. but he grew up in the Rancho San Pedro mm -hmm. projects. And so that's one of his biggest concerns. Yeah, they shut the projects down in Venice. Uh -huh. That happened right before I moved there. Yeah. And now they rent for like 3500 a month for a two bedroom. That's insane. The projects. That's insane. Are they still considered the low-income no. housing? No. It's, no, those people just got displaced. Yeah, they got displaced and they had to move in. Yeah. And, I, you know, now they're moving towards Inglewood and Inglewood, in, you know, prices are just going up. It's insane. Um, what I loved about what you had to say here is like, yeah, gentr gentrification is going to happen. And, you know, you acknowledge it. 
what we can do is make sure that it happens on our terms. We can make sure that we are involved and we're aware of all of the changes that are happening because I think a lot of times it just happens without anyone knowing, you know? Like um, buildings are, you know, getting bought out. Nobody sees those transactions, right? Mm -hmm. And so when the changes happen, they kind of like happen like, what the heck? What? Where did this come from? Well, if you educate yourself though, you can, you can do some more predictors. Like right now, there's all those empty places on Pacific, mm -hmm. you know, and they're all for lease. There's not a lot of buildings for sale because the owners of those buildings, I think, know right now they can get renters in and then when the neighborhood goes up, that's the time to sell the building. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. then you can raise the rents and like that's going to be a whole process, all mm -hmm. those commercial buildings. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the homeowners, like I think, you know, there's houses for sale now and they've been going up quite a bit. Right. In the past few years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's all no one's going to want the houses aren't going to really go up until all those storefronts are full. Right. And all those storefronts aren't full now. Mm hmm. Um, and we'll see, but there's people moving in, like yeah. Recess Records. Okay. I there comes the old Ramona Bakery. I think oh. it's on 13th and 12th and Pacific. I think it's 12th, yeah. I yeah, think it's and Recess Records, mm -hmm. who are awesome. They're like a local record label. Cool. And um, they're moving in. I think they're gonna, there's gonna be like a record store, maybe doing some recordings and stuff. Maybe, yeah, that's awesome. That's good the, to know. Um, the main guy is in a band called Toys That Kill, and they actually practice in the garage on the other side of the alley from my house. Oh, cool. So I hear punk rock shows in my... In your neighborhood. Well, in my I, house. Like, I'll, I'll take a bath and listen to a punk rock show happening across the alley. That is awesome. It's actually, the best. We have, um, we have a band in our alley, too. We share the same alley, um, and it's over there by Point Furman. And uh -huh. I was thinking, like, man, I should really knock on the garage door and be like, hey... Can I get your names and your email address so I can hit you up for an episode? Because <laughs> I want to learn all about it. Yeah, do it. They they're more um, they're more like my jam. I love punk rock, but I I they're more my jam for when I'm chilling at the house because they play like bluesy like jazz type things. And I'm like, oh yes, this is what I want to hear. Isn't that great? I love it. Yeah, that's like mm -hmm. that's city living at its best. Yeah. I yeah, I really like it. <laughs> um, another thing I want to acknowledge you for is that you have created a side hustle with the Airbnb experience. And I think that's what more people need to do um, in the community, not necessarily because they should and because we want you to, but because I think it's going to be harder to live here. And mm -hmm. I think if you have your side hustle, you can always use that cash to invest back into the community or into your home like what you do. And I really love that. And not only that, but you're teaching people about your community and about the fruit that's grown here yeah. and I think it's amazing and yeah thank you very much <laughs> and I always give people recommendations on where to go eat or get a drink after they leave too awesome. I try to keep them in the neighborhood yeah for the rest of the day mm -hmm. that's like my ultimate goal sirens is like the number one place I tell everybody to oh, go sirens is great yeah. yeah we're here now and it's awesome uh -huh. and I gotta give you a shout out for doing this girl thank I'm you. so proud of you I always wanted to be on a podcast you're making my dreams come true <laughs> and you're doing such good work and your topics are so interesting Thank and your you. guests are cool and mm -hmm. like I've just already learned so much I really appreciate that I am I'm honestly overwhelmed by the reception of the podcast like so many people have reached out to me and said that they loved it and that they want to be on it I'm actually booked with um, episodes through January which is crazy I didn't think you know right now we're in like mid-November so I didn't think that I would have that type of thing. I thought I'd be hunting people down. <laughs> no, you're doing a great job. People oh, want awesome. people want this. Yeah, you did. Your side hustle is killer. Thank you. Because people want this, mm -hmm. and now we have it. Yeah, that's the goal too. Is to come closer and closer to my community. Because right now I'm working nine to five in El Segundo, and I really want to be able to grow my fruit and go around the neighborhood and knock on doors and not have to be in commuting like commuting all the time that is no. the one thing I think is like killing us is commuting yeah it's the 405 yeah the 405 has just gotten insane um you know in Clueless how the dad says like anywhere in LA is 20 minutes no you can you can accurately say that anywhere in LA is an hour yeah like it used to be 40 minutes I remember when I was like no it's 40 minutes now no now it's an hour mm -hmm. like now if you want to go to downtown LA it's an hour um, like, and we're talking just normal times yeah. of the day. Oh, that reminds me, I gotta go to the valley. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, yeah. You got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Talk about commuting. Oh, uh, this has been so we went, fun. We went over an hour. So we have plenty of material. I have lots to work with. Um, thank you so much, Army, for being on my show. I, I'm so appreciative. I'm going to get back in touch with you to see about, like, a periodic segment for this. Because yeah. this is what the community needs to know about. Thank Look how you. cute these apples are. I know. T tangerines. These apples are adorable. We'll load you up with fruit. Thank you so much. As, um... As All right, goes. let's tell the listeners before you leave where we can find you and where we can learn more. Okay, so um, the easiest way is my Instagram is Army Linderborg, A-R-M-Y-L-I-N-D-E-R-B-O-R-G. Mm -hmm. And then um, I have a link in bio to my Airbnb experience. You can search uh, Airbnb experiences. I don't know. It's kind of hard to search, but if you go in there, I'm under classes and workshops, uh -huh. and it's usually mine is like sort of towards the top. It's um, family friendly, urban fruit pick, and fresh picked happy hour. Very cool. Yeah. And um, and then uh, oh, and I'm on Facebook too. It's Army Feth, my maiden name, because I don't know to change it. They wanted so much. Oh. They wanted me to like upload my ID. I know. And I'm like Facebook, no. So if you want to find me on Facebook, it's Army Feth, F is in Frank, E-T-H. Mm -hmm. And um, that's it. I mean, army.feth at gmail.com is my email address if cool. you want to email me. Mm -hmm. I live at 14th and Pacific. I have curly <laughs> red hair and yeah. a bunch of fruit trees growing yeah. in my yard. Come over, knock on the door. Oh, I love this. I love this. You're so into your community and your fruit growing. I absolutely love it. Thank <laughs> you again for being on the episode. Thank you for having me. <laughs> And listeners, don't worry. I'll have all the links um, down in the show notes so you can easily find her. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And I really hope you enjoyed the episode and learned a lot about our local fruit trading scene here in Pedro. Um, be sure to leave us comments and on our Instagram post. And definitely check out um, hellostainpedro.com. Be sure to take our food survey and our homelessness survey. We want to know everything you're thinking. Thanks so much. See you next week.